Hush Money is a production of iHeartRadio. This is Hush Money, the show that tackles the most taboo money topics you're currently thinking about. I'm Nicole Lappin, financial expert and author of the books Rich Bitch and Boss Bitch. And I'm Jason Pfeiffer, editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And we believe that just because we're socially distancing doesn't mean we need to be financially distancing. Everyone has concerns about money these days, but the biggest problem is not talking about it. So that's why we're back for a bonus season to face these issues and talk about solutions. Because there are solutions. So let's not stress and get through this together. Hey, Nicole. Oh, hey, Jason, my quarantine co-host. Yeah, it's it's a different world than the last time I saw you. The last time I saw you, we were in the iHeart studio, and you tried to steal the Clorox wipes from the studio. And I tried to borrow them. For forever. You tried to borrow them forever. I wasn't going to give the dirty ones back. No, that's <laughs> true. You're in Vermont. Yes, I left the city I think that day, I think when I last saw you and our amazing producer, Christina, that was the last work thing I did in the city, right? And you as well. And then we peaced out. Yeah. And then a few days later, I took my family out to Colorado, which is where I am now. How are you doing? Well, I mean, I'm healthy, which matters most, fortunate. And I still have a job, which is also very fortunate. So my problems are the problems of many parents, which is to say I'm really struggling. I'm like, I'm struggling to revise what a productive day feels like to me. Like that, that's been my main challenge. Like, you know, the, it's, I am used to having a full day where I can jam as much as possible in and really focus. And now I have kids constantly around barging into the room, uh, screaming and it feels Difficult, but I am heartened that like I I go online and I see every parent complaining about the exact same thing, which makes me want to like shut up and not complain about it. But I, but it's it's hard. It's hard for everybody. How are you doing? I'm just trying to make it work like everyone else. You know, I'm also fortunate that I am healthy and that I have a safe place to live. And I'm just trying to figure out how to pivot my business. I've been really maniacally laser focused on how to do that. As you know, I was still in the thick of a book tour and a lot of offline events were a big part of how my business ran. And we're now running it differently. And there are a lot of financial questions out there. And I'm so glad that we have the technology to really respond to our listeners and listen It's a new normal. Right now, the most important things are health and wealth. Period. End of story. And if we can be a resource to one of those, I think we should 100% do everything we can to answer people's questions. Because what we're seeing is that a lot of people's questions are essentially the same. And there's a lot of confusion. Well, that, I love that. And also, you just created the perfect transition into what this season of Hush Money is. So we're, we're scrapping the old format. But right now, our listeners have questions. They have questions about how to handle their finances, how to protect themselves from the unknown. We've heard from a lot of people and we wanted to share their voices and also answer the most 
common questions that people have. So we're inviting listeners. That means you, if you're listening right now, you can send us a voice memo. We'll explain how to do so at the end of the episode. And we're going to be playing them on the show and then answering the questions, which, Nicole, I, I'm actually really excited to do. I feel like that's going to be therapeutic. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so here's the first one. Hello, my name is Ruth. I'm a massage therapist working 18 years at a wellness clinic. We're non-essential, so we're shut down and not allowed to do any paid conference calls with our clients, which means zero income for the foreseeable future. Plus, with our nature of hands-on type of work, it's likely that I'll be one of the last industries to go back once social distancing measures are lifted. I do not want to burn through my emergency savings if I don't have to, so I started to think about how to monetize a passion of mine, which is running. I was scheduled to run my longest race before everything shut down, but didn't want the 11 months of training to go to waste. So I decided to do the 30K on my own and design motivational t-shirts for runners in the same dilemma as me. It makes me pretty happy uh, to think others could be achieving their goals during these tough times. And so I created the site called FUCV19.com. I'm now selling them online and learning social media and more for business for the first time. So my question is, do you think this is worth my time? And what else could I be doing to make money during this crisis? Thanks a lot and be safe. So Ruth's story, I mean, that sucks. But I've been hearing this from so many Americans. People are laid off. They're furloughed. They're not bringing in money. They're scared. They're anxious. Yeah. And they're frustrated because people have these, they have these skills, they have this value to the world. And so, so the thing that jumps out to me about what she was talking about there was that she had taken what I think is like the most important first step, which is that she had shifted over to something else that she could provide value in. Yeah, she literally took a first step and 30,000 others, apparently, for her 30K. Way more movement than I had done in a month. I think you're right insofar as that investing in yourself will pay most dividends later on. And we can, and I'm sure we will, talk about the stock market and talk about investments and talk about all the chaos there and the Valium that we need to take every time we look at it. But I think what we're experiencing right now, first of all, there's not an issue with the banks. So while there's a lot of chaos with the SBA and the PPP, the banks are not struggling. So that's actually really good news for budding entrepreneurs. And what's different right now is that we can take that moment and really prepare ourselves in a better way because we're all collectively going through this. So we can be thoughtful. Granted, It's crazy. And there are days that you're just not going to get out of bed if you're lucky enough to do that. And that's okay. And you may get into debt and you may screw up your credit score. And in the end of the day, we're going through a pandemic. That doesn't mean you're bad at finance. That doesn't mean you're bad at business. We are going through a pandemic together. And if those things happen, we will get out of it at the end. But first and foremost is your safety and your well-being. So prioritizing your housing, prioritizing Advertising your car, you need to live, you need to move. The rest of the stuff we can figure out later. You know, I want to offer like a piece of advice to Ruth uh, and people in her situation. And then I want to ask you a question about people who are who are like not exactly in her situation. So my thing to her is that she started this website and I think mentioned that she's like kind of experimenting with social media on it. And 
if you play that out in in your head and you're like, okay, what would you need to do to make that successful? There would be a whole bunch of things that you would need to learn. And this is a good time to just learn them, to like to like really jump into it. So now, great time to learn about digital marketing. Great time to learn about doing social media like a super pro. These are skills that can be really valuable for you afterwards. I mean, she could spend the next couple months working on digital marketing for the t-shirts. And then we come out of this and she starts out on her own with her own massage therapy clinic and then uses the digital marketing skills for that. Like this is a time where I feel like you can really build and grow, but you have to take it seriously and say, this isn't just a patch. This isn't just like a little band-aid on a problem where I'm just going to like do this thing on the side. Treat it like a real business and learn the things that are required to make it work. And you never know how those things are going to pay off. I'm wondering for you, like, what if somebody doesn't have that thing that they've launched? They don't have necessarily the idea of where they could go, but they need money. I mean, Ruth had talked about not wanting to burn through her savings, so she's got some savings. Not everyone is as fortunate. Is there something that people can be doing or thinking about to just make some money right now? Totally. Well, first of all, we can't control the global economy, we can only control our own little economies. So we've heard about a government budget deficit. We've heard about municipal budget deficits on the state and local levels. There can be a personal budget deficit. If what you're bringing in and what is going out don't match, you're forgetting that New York Times subscription. You're forgetting that massage subscription. You're forgetting, by the way, I just realized I had a go-go in-flight subscription like for <laughs> yeah. the internet. And I was like, well, totally forgot that. about that. Especially because it anymore. never works anyway. But I lived on a plane before. And so I forgot a lot of subscriptions that I had. So figure out your own personal balance sheet and then come up with a spending plan. So as you know, I think of a spending plan like an eating plan. If you allow yourself small indulgences, you won't end up binging later on. So don't think of a budget like this is a crash diet situation, but figure out what your essentials are, figure out what your extras are, and figure out what your end game is. And obviously, I love alliteration. And so it just makes it easier that way. And the biggest takeaway from that is to try and get your expenses as low as humanly possible. There are all sorts of relief programs out there, but the answer is always no if you don't ask. And you can always negotiate more. You can negotiate the APR on your credit card if you're not doing so. You can negotiate with your cell phone company. You can negotiate with your cable company. You can negotiate with medical debt. You can negotiate with your car lease. You should negotiate with insurance. Remember, car insurance is mostly based off how many miles you're driving. So if you're not driving, <laughs> like they point. need to recalculate that. Right. I mean, think of unemployment right now. Unemployment has traditionally been around $400 a week. It goes by the states, right? Now, with the CARES Act, you get an extra $600 a week until July 31st. So that's, yeah. in some cases, more than $1,000 a week. But you have to apply, and then you have to keep checking in to say that you're unemployed. And if you had two jobs and you lose one job, you could get partial unemployment. And if you work in one state and you live in another state, then you have to file in the state you work. So if you live in Connecticut or Jersey and you work in New York, then you're filing in New York. But a lot of the rules have been waived as well. You used to have to prove that you were searching for a job. That's been waived. In the past, freelancers or 
contractors weren't able to file for unemployment. Now they are. The gig economy workers can file unemployment. There is no shame in that unemployment game, but you have to do it. The PPP, the Payroll Protection Program, that's run by the SBA, which is the Small Business Administration, which all sound like an alphabet soup, but it's not that complicated. (laughs) Go through your bank right now. Now we just got word that freelancers and contractors are able to do that too. So you're applying for a loan that's forgiven, which is essentially a grant, which is essentially free money. And so you would be actually crazy to leave that money on the table. You know, you know what else is free? Just as you were talking, I was reminded, everything. <laughs> so many services that you can use to learn new things, to develop new skills, to run a business, to launch a product, whatever it is. There is so much free out there right now because all these companies want to encourage people to use their stuff and be helpful. Uh, I had this writer reach out to me and was like, hey, I noticed that a bunch of companies are offering free things. And I said, great, round up as many as you can. And we are currently up to 111. So just, I have it up in front of me, just some random things that are free right now. Okay, so Microsoft is offering six months free of its Office 360 E1, which includes these really useful products like Microsoft Teams. Uh, Zoho is offering a free suite of remotely apps, 11 apps that include things like online meetings and training sessions, project management. Hootsuite is offering free access to Hootsuite Professional for small businesses and nonprofits until July first to help manage social media and stay connected with customers. SurveyMonkey offering free questionnaire templates. Uh, If you have kids, Age of Learning has free at-home access for ABC Mouse, which actually we're using with our kid right now. Zencaster, if you want to start a podcast, free hobbyist plans. It's a really great tool to record remote interviews. Audible, free stories for kids of all ages to stream on your desktop, laptop, or phone, or tablet. Like There's just so much. It's totally worth going through. And, And the takeaway here is that Even if you don't have the budget for something right now, that does not mean that things are not available to you. You can still go out and learn and grow and build, and you can do it at basically no cost. It just takes a little searching online. And so go out and get that stuff because you can use this time right now to grow. And I would guess it's fair to say that there has never been a time where more services are available to you for nothing. I have also learned things, by the way, Jason. I, as you know, I'm so bad at technology. I've learned how to create presentations on Google Slides. I've learned Mm -hmm. how to do all sorts of things with video on my own. I've learned how to make graphics. I've learned so many things. This is exactly what you should be doing. This is a time. It's a time to learn. It is a time to learn. But The first place you should go for unemployment is careeronestop.org. Then you click on the little green COVID button, and then you find your state and you follow the prompts there. So unemployment really goes through the state. Then if you have special circumstances, like if you had two jobs, say you had a full-time job and you had a side hustle as a freelancer and you lost one or one really suffered, you can also file for unemployment. You might get some prorated benefits, but you should try. And then the next place you should go is covid19relief.sba.gov. And that is where you can apply for grants that are $10,000 or loans that are forgivable, which is essentially same, same as a grant. 
Then Facebook has said they're coming out with grants. You can pre-register on the Facebook site. Google has said they're coming out with grants as well. No clear details as of yet. I'm watching you guys. Uh, but you can look at you could, a lot of tech companies are coming up. There are grants.gov is another place to go. And here's the awesome thing about this. You don't have to choose. You go after all of them, every single one of them. You get I, all the money. Don't I hush. Just, I just don't even know what to say to that. That was, that was all the information. <sighs> I cannot. I'm so impressed with that. Here is what I want people to do. If you've got a question, Nicole has a 20-minute answer for you. <laughs> and this is how you're going to send us your question. It's really simple. Right now, you can take out your phone, go to the Voice Memo app, and then just talk to us. Tell us a question. Tell us your name, what you're dealing with, what you're wondering. Please keep it to like 60 seconds. And then when you're done, email that audio to hushmoneypodcast at iheartmedia.com. Again, Hush Money Podcast at iHeartMedia.com. We will get it. We will listen to it. We very well might respond to it right here on the show. We are excited to hear from you. We're excited to answer your questions. We are excited to get through all this together. And then when all of this craziness is done, I am so excited to get a professional massage. I cannot wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. We should call Ruth. I'm going to call Ruth. I, actually, I don't even know where she is. I don't care where she is. Wherever she is, I'm getting on a plane. I like I'm it. I'm getting on an airplane and I'm getting a massage. The world is going to be great. It's happening. And that is Hush Money. Hey, are you subscribed to Hush Money wherever you get your podcasts? You should be. And please give us a rating, which helps others find the show. It sure does. And if you want to keep up with us on social, I'm at Nicole Lappin. Jason is at Hey Pfeiffer. And for the podcast specifically, it's at Hush Money Podcast on Instagram. We've got great people to thank. Our amazing producer is Christina Everett. Thanks also to Mangesh, Hatikador, Will Pearson, Beth Ann Macaluso, and Nikki Etor, and the rest of the great iHeart team. Our sound editing is by Mary Duke. And a special thanks to my badass NBG team, Sabrina Anderson, Megan Nelson, and Kate Garrison. Hush Money is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hold up. 